is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Well, the Bulls are in action tonight. Blackhawks are in action tonight. Boy, they've got a tough test. The Maple Leafs are no joke this year. They've been a joke for a long time, but they're no joke this year. Yeah, probably. And I'll say this because we're here in Chicago. Other than the Bears sweat or the Blackhawks sweater, the Leafs is one of my favorite jerseys. Jersey sweater, whatever and, and, you want to call it. Right. It's plain, but it's well, it's, awesome. it's one of the original six, yeah. which has an appreciation for me. I love the yeah, original right. six like logos, Canadians even though too. that one of them, yeah. you know, we we uh, I hate Detroit as a team, but uh, you yeah. know, uh, but yeah, the Maple Leafs jersey is great, and I love the Habs. Yeah, and so I watched do I. the game the other uh, the other day, and I, I've got to say, it's really great to see Montreal react to. Flurry winning his 500th game the yeah. way they did. And even the other players were out on the ice. Yep. They might have even done a little stick tap. Yeah, they did. And, and, and did that you hear is... what they did? I, I didn't know this because I didn't see the end of the game. But they... The first star thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the guy mentioned the first star, but he didn't even mention no, the second No, he didn't even third. get to the second and third. Now, maybe he will get uh, his pay docked for that. I'm not sure. Ah. <laughs> but but look, he uh, Fleury is uh, a kid that grew up around there, the Montreal Forum, and um, he, uh, you know, achieving that and having the home crowd tip their cap, yeah, collective cap, that's awesome. I know a lot of people love go- taking road trips in baseball basketball, football, all those kind of things. I like going different places. College football guys want to go to Ohio State for a game or Michigan for a game or go to Notre Dame the old for a game. I think like it's that. the Bell Center now. Okay. Anyway. Who cares? Who cares? Who I'm just trying to be it. accurate. The only one we have to worry about is the guaranteed rate field. Yeah. yeah. It, it, other, other than that, yeah. yeah, forget the others. Um, but I wonder, if you want to jump in, 312-332-3776. This just came to my mind. Is there one place that you really want to go? You mentioned the Forum. And if you're a hockey fan. I wish I would have been able to go there, the yeah, original Forum. Yeah. If but I'll, a, I'll take the Bell Center. I'll any go of there them, now. yeah. Yep. But, you, would, you know, there's uh, certain places you'd love to be. Now, a lot of football fans and Bears fans don't hold this against me. You've hold, held enough stuff against me. But if you've not gone to Lambeau for a game, you've got to go. It's 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 a happening. It's agreed, really agreed. Agreed. And I really, told you I was there yeah. in the atrium during the summer, and I was just so impressed. Yeah. I know it's enemy territory. However, for the for what that represents up there, right. You need to visit that. Just like I want to go to Fenway, I would have loved to go to the Maple Leaf Gardens, the right. original. Exactly. It's still standing, yeah. but they play somewhere else. I mean, these are these are meccas. Yeah. For these different historic teams, and yep. you should go. Yeah, they are, and they're they're so cool. And I don't. There's probably not as many in basketball. People say you know, Madison Square Garden, MSG, all that kind of stuff. And but all of them have changed a little bit. You well, know, and the a old, lot of them uh, are playing in their old buildings. Where did the the Pistons used to play at the was Cobo it? Hall? Back in the well, day, and that, but yeah. Joe, was it Joe, Joe Lewis, Lewis Arena? Arena? That's what it was. And then the Palace, right? The Palace. Yeah, yeah. they blew that up, right? Yeah. So they're the at Little Caesars Arena now, and I've yeah. been to Little Caesars Arena. It just feels like you're in a giant Little Caesars. Like I'm not That's kidding. Right. Like when you walk in, like everything about it, you just feel like so you're in a giant. So everywhere you turn, Caesars. do they have those ovens where they grab and pretty go? Pretty much. Like yeah, of course, pretty they do. much. Yeah, the weird part. The weird part about so many arenas now, and I feel bad. I mean, I'm old. Okay, I feel bad for some people because a lot of the arenas now 
are big, huge antiseptic arenas. Yes. Even the United Center. United Center's a monstrosity. It's a huge place. Yes. But it's not like going to a game at the stadium. It's just not the same. I know. But but back in the day when the stadium was just built, was it without feeling and vibe? We'll never know. No, we'll never know. We'll never know. But the point is... Uh, you know, these buildings got really old and funky. Yeah. Now, I had I had season tickets for the Hawks at the old stadium. Uh-huh. So I was there the all best. the time. Yeah. The concrete was almost like ice up on the third level because of all the beer and other oh, yeah. things that were spilled on it. Well, yeah, <laughs> you had to be real careful. You had to be real careful when you walked. And the stairs were so steep. Yeah. I was in my 20s then, and you walked up those stairs real quick. That was the workout like you've never oh, seen. Sure that was. was like a Walter Payton yeah. up the hill in Barrington workout. Your thighs would just burn. Yeah. We nope. challenge each other to get up to our 300 seats yeah. as quick as possible. Nothing will replace that building. No. And I agree about that. Yeah. I mean, you, you, obviously, there's more luxury in the newer stadiums, but... That's one of the things that Cub fans have that they still have is they still get the chance to play at the old facility, oh, at Wrigley Field. And I, even if you're not but a fan. The older I get, I'm, the less I'm about the historic. It's like, okay, been there, done that, let's improve things. Because I like guaranteed rate out field. I love yeah, so do I. everything I that it like offers. It, I don't like it as much as Comiskey. Well, and, and I spent a lot of time in Comiskey, too, so I get it. Yeah, uh, it's always fun. But I, I love going to older stadiums. Older, I, I was at um, the Big A in Anaheim, which is still there, and they fixed that a little bit. And uh, I love going to the older arenas. And it's tough because they don't, there aren't any older arenas There's, now. There's some arenas they, they replace after 20 years. They did it down in Texas. The Rangers did it with their... It's so ridiculous. Said, what are you doing? How, how, this place for 20 years. Right, right. You know. What I missed... And my son was able to do it on his trip. But I lived in L.A. for two years. Took it for granted. Never went to Dodger Stadium. Then uh-huh. all of a sudden I found myself moving back here. Yeah. And I had so many chances. Yeah. So many tickets. I turned down. A regret. I was at to get there. Old Candlestick. I went for a baseball game and then the really? next day for a football game. Was it as windy as they say it yeah. was? Yeah. We, uh, yeah. Our, our, our football seats were way out in the outfield, I think, because we went to a football exhibition game. So we went to a baseball game one day and a football exhibition game. And it was just, just fun just to be at the old stadiums. Those were great. 312-332-3776. We'll talk some Bulls because I want to know if the Bulls can survive this COVID outbreak. I'm, I had to list them all. Okay. Five positive COVID tests. Derek Jones Jr. is the latest one. You have Javante Green, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Matt Thomas, and Kobe White. And then with the injuries to Patrick Williams and Alex Caruso with a hamstring, they're going to put guys out there the other day. They played a good game the other day. Um, they, they ended up losing by 22 in their last game. But up until the third period, yeah. it, it was pretty close, yeah. but then the Cavs pulled away. And Vooch, who was shooting well, now all of a sudden teams could do different things defensively and slow him down a little bit. How much of a crimp do you think this COVID is going to put in the Bulls long term? They're still number two in the Eastern Conference. They have a 17-9 and record, one game back of the Brooklyn Nets. Do you think they'll finish in the top four? In the Eastern Conference. Right now, the Bucks are third. Miami Heat is fourth. So you've got the Heat chasing the Bulls again. They played the Heat the second time they're playing them now in the last week or two. Um, your thoughts on tonight's game? 312-332-3776. Let's go to the South Burbs and Bruno. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Bruno. Hey. Hey, guys. Uh, I just want to uh, tidbit information. That the, the architect that built uh, is the same guy that built Mambo Field, University of Michigan, and Notre Dame. Uh, they're all kind of similarly built, very close to the field. But 
Uh, I remember Bino Cook. I don't know if you guys remember Bino Cook, the so-called expert historian on college football. He went to the University of Pittsburgh, and he said, listen, uh, the guy on ESPN asked him, if you, had, if you could die and go to heaven, and St. Peter said, you got one game to go, one college football game to go to, what would it be every year? And he goes, oh, no question, Ohio State, Michigan, in Columbus. And I got to agree, I've never been there, and I'd like to go to that game. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of them, and I appreciate the call, Bruno. Nice. It's nice and windy out there. I can still hear. Um, yeah, uh, you know, the, the Michigan-Ohio uh, State game every year is one that love, people love going to. Your USC-UCLA uh, back in the day when both teams were good, you know, and you would get yeah, that. Yeah, you know, that is something. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because as a kid getting into high school, those were the years for the, that matchup, yeah. and I watched that all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back in the day, the... Uh, you know, the Knicks and the Celtics at the Garden, mm-hmm. you know, or in, or in Madison Square Garden, either one of the gardens, uh, were always cool. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I loved going to uh, Old Comiskey. I went to Riverfront uh, for World Series games uh, back in 72. Oh, ter- was it before the AstroTurf? Or? No, it was AstroTurf. Do you remember yeah. on, when you watched a game on TV yeah. at Riverfront? You lost the ball when it went into the outfield because sure. they had some white, weird white. In, it wasn't just, a deep green. No, it wasn't. That carpet was horrible. Yeah, and they they used that for the World Series. I want to say it was 72. I always get the year wrong. 72 when the A's played the Reds, and I uh, was at that World Series. There were a couple games in Cincinnati. So I loved going to different ballparks. Basketball and, and hockey, not as much, but like when you mentioned the original forum, and I was at the original Hockey Hall of Fame. I guess it was the original. It was in Toronto, not yep. where, not downtown where it is now. No. But I never was, made it to the original one, but I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and it was. It, it may have been the secondary one or the second, but I know I went there back. Um, it was a weekend where Jean Rattel was going into the um, Hockey Hall of Fame, and uh, he was a uh, played for the Rangers. And I I walked in dress shoes like an idiot. Actually, I took a cab to the Hockey Hall of Fame and walked back. It was about a mile and a half away from the 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 uh, the, the space, whatever, the needle in, in um, not obviously not in Seattle. Yeah, I was going to say, the, does Toronto have a needle? It's the, the big CN top. Tower. Yeah, the CN yeah. T- now it's the CN Tower. Okay. And um, so my hotel was right underneath there. So it was a good mile and a half walk, if not more than that, in dress shoes, which yeah, I never yeah. wore. So it was not, not a fun walk. <laughs> But yeah, going to those those, ho- those Hall of Fames. People say you should go to the new one. I said, ah, I'm sure it's really cool. But but I went to the original. I went to the original one. They had seats from the original six buildings hanging from the ceiling and sure. stuff like that. All all kinds of really cool stuff. Um, but you know, uh, there's nothing you. Can, I don't think you can tell people that have not that are Bulls fans that have not been to the state the old stadium. You can't even explain. No, you. There are no adjectives. There's nothing that you could do. Maybe a great storyteller can get a little closer, but yeah. it's hard to be able to explain what that building was like without being there. I, I'm you sure think. at the United Center it gets loud, but nothing like nothing the like the old stadium. People don't real, or maybe some do, but for the people who don't. You know, the, the organ, the pipes were built into the walls. That's awesome. Yep. So the whole thing, if you think about it, I did a little acoustic study in yeah. Columbia, Columbia College. The whole thing was a speaker. Yeah. Because if you put the pipes in the wall, the whole building vibrates. It's like a big, giant speaker yeah. that you were sitting in. And it was that loud. When the Bulls were coming back in a game against the Pistons, and you got Jordan and Pippen and Rodman and all over. And actually, not even Rodman, uh, the first run. And um, and you just hear the organ playing. and 
Or the Hawks, the Hawks Saint, especially. The St. Patrick's Day Massacre, the which I was there. The Do you remember yeah. you, you remember that? There was six or seven fights on the ice? Yeah, well, that's... At one time? I'm, I'm one guy that liked You look it hockey. up on YouTube, it is called, they call it the St. Patrick's Day Massacre. I loved hockey. I always... Uh, I saw no reason for the fights. There I definitely never, is a reason. Eh, I mean, it's policing. It's, it's policing and yeah. all that. But then what we saw this past week was uh, Kahara. That was tough. That was a big hit, but that was that was a big hit. I still say it was a legal hit. You know, did you say legal or illegal? I- illegal. Okay. Yep. And I don't know. Uh, and uh, but you know, it's uh, I, who was it? Stillman went after. Yeah. Truba. That's 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 what you have to do. You have in, to send in, a message. In the words of um, I can't remember which character, um, but in uh, Anchorman, in the middle of a you know, you got to keep your head on a swivel when you're in the middle of a vicious cockfight. <laughs> So well, that's, that's what you got to do. That's true. You got to keep your true. head on a swivel. And no, I know I, I, when Eddie O showed the replay, he mentioned also the same thing. No, uh, you got to keep your head to up. Have his, have his head up. Head up because hockey, you turn and boy, everybody But I tell you, Truba, I think if you leave your skates upon impact. Sure. And that's, that's what Truba did. Yeah. So. Well, he could have got thrown off his skates. So your thoughts on the Bulls or the Bears, we got it for you. 312-332-3776. Bears and the Packers. The Bulls, can they survive this COVID outbreak? And will they finish in the top four in the Eastern Conference? We'll take I your calls. Talk that. Um, it, it's it, it's funny. The question is, does it matter? It's the first year with all these guys, really. I mean, last year they had they had a good team. They were just building. Now they bring in, you know, DeMar DeRozan. They got Lonzo Ball. They bring in Alex Caruso. See, when people say that, they're assuming that it's going to be this good for you. You've got to strike while the iron's hot. You, you of course do. it matters. You do. But I would think a lot of people, I would think Bulls fans are surprised by how this has happened so quickly. If you're one of them, let us know. 312-332-3776 here on ESPN 1000. This is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. And now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. This is Chicago's home for sports. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Bulls are um, playing well despite the fact that they're down a lot of guys. They still have uh, Vooch. They have Lonzo Ball. They have their um, Zach Levine. They're putting the getting put to the test during this COVID situation. Yeah, with I five guys out. getting uh, oh. more floor time too. And I I like the kid. Oh my Boy, god, what a, he is so much fun. And, and let's let's talk to our, to our uh, college basketball expert. Um, Tyler Rocky, um, did you see Io coming into the NBA and being able to play like he is now? No, I mean this is what he has done, and, and maybe I shouldn't be as surprised as I am. I would say the thing that surprises me is how he's done it so quickly uh-huh. and kind of been thrust into a lot of uncomfortable situations and really just passed the test. And really, that's been the story of his entire career, even going back to college and high school. Is he'd just get test after test right. and just keep on passing them, keep on passing them. And that's where he's at right now. I just didn't think offensively he would be where he is right now. But defensively, he's been pretty good as well. So I, I'm really, really pleased with what they've, I've seen out of Io DeSumo so far. He had a play uh, two or three, two games ago, I think it was, 
Um, I can't remember if it was Lonzo Ball. It might have been Lonzo Ball going to the basket. Oh, and where you underhanded it? No, this is a different one. He had he had really nice alley-oops. Yeah, he's had two or three really nice ones. Ball's going to the basket, and the sumo's in the corner waiting for a pass. He's not getting it, but so Lonzo Ball goes to the hoop, and he lays it up, and he misses it. But Io followed it and got the ball and put it up for the rebound. And I'm seeing his, his basketball IQ. It's just so yeah. high, yep. and it's just fun to watch. Both and, play and the those heat are the best. Tonight. You know, the best players find a way to get tested, and they rise to the occasion. Yeah, yeah. And and as Tyler said, he keeps getting tested. And you wonder when he's going to hit that wall, and thankfully, he hasn't hit yeah. that wall. He's one play- one thing that I was really intrigued when they drafted Io was what Mo Cheeks's impact would be on him. Mo Cheeks, one of the assistant coaches for the Bulls. Because he did a really good job with Shea Gilgis-Alexander down in Oklahoma City. And now Shea Gilgis-Alexander is slowly becoming one of the, the better and putting himself in towards a, an upper tier of uh-huh. point guards in, in the entire league. And it's one of those things where he's got the length, so what he can do disrupting defenses and then evolving that offensive game. I was intrigued to see how Mo Cheeks would use someone with a similar frame that Io has as SGA and how he would translate that in Chicago. And I think you could be seeing someone in Io who's going to develop pretty quickly thanks to Mo Cheeks. When you see a guy yeah, like Mo Io. Mo was no slouch. No, he was a great Mo player was for the Sixers. Great guy, great guy to learn from. Yeah. Um, but Io, when you look at him, he looks so much skinnier than everybody else on the field or on the, on the court. He looks and he looks so about fit. 15. He does. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. And yeah. some of his defense in life, yeah, when he gets on the break, he loves running, and this this what this Bulls team does with Caruso. Hopefully, when he comes back from the hamstring, and Levine and Lonzo Ball, they're always looking for that outlet. They're always looking for that pass um, with someone breaking into the basket, and that's nice to see. The Bulls are finally capitalizing on that aspect of basketball, which the rest of the NBA has been doing for years. Uh, let's go on out to Plano and Scotty. You're on ESPN 1000 with Fred and Xander. What up, What's up? Scotty? Hey guys, good afternoon. Hey, I just wanted to mention, um, I know you guys were talking about being surprised or whatnot, but I'm not surprised as far as far as how good they are. What I am surprised about is that they came together so well, and gel- they're just gelling with each other left to right. Not like the Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers don't have it right. The Bulls have it right. And I'm, we're so surprised that my friend and I, we have season tickets for the Bears. We, we're selling those tickets, and we're getting Bulls tickets because we would rather go to a Bulls game right now. Ms. Than, you hear that, Bears. McCaskey yeah. family? McCaskey yeah. family, if they're listening, you just lost some season ticket holders. I know you have a list, yeah. but that list has got to be getting shorter. But you know what? And, how, know. Long, how long did it take you guys to think to consider doing that? Uh, the Packers game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds good. He, he, he owns us. He owns us. So what can yeah. I say? Yeah, you're right about that, Scotty. Appreciate the call. And, and yeah, I mean, um, you know, going to uh, a friend of mine, actually Linda's uh, son-in-law, they have his family has Bulls tickets, and they're always going to the Bulls games. And um, he loves the Bulls. They don't they don't miss a Bulls game if it's you know, on TV. Or and he was still good go during to. the uh, the lean years. Well, yeah, I'm not, I never asked him about that because I, I just got to know them okay. in the last year and a half. It's a sore spot. So they've been getting wanna... better. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm not sure how long they've had these tickets, mm-hmm. but I'm sure. That you know, prices have gone up and whatever, and they share the tickets. And uh, but it's 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 fun to go to. They're fun to watch. They're good right off the bat. the The hardest part for me, and I've mentioned many times, I'm an NBA guy, but I'm not a 
I mean, I'm a Bulls fan. I'm not an NBA right. guy. I don't watch a lot of basketball. I just watch the Bulls. I just watch the Blackhawks, okay? And I'll talk more about that in a second. But y- you watch, and um, I forget where I was. Oh, it amazes me that almost every game in the NBA, you can have a 20-point lead. No 20-point lead is safe in the no, NBA. No, not at all. And that's, that blows that's, my mind. But see, that's what makes it exciting in a way that other sports aren't, you know, like. Because you can turn it around. But and that can so, really make it so interesting. It's weird. It's I so get it. bizarre. I know. I that know. you can be up 20 points yeah. and still blow a 20-point lead. All it's you have to do is bizarre. get on a good run. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, in baseball, you you know, you're you're down... Eight nothing or something like that. That's, that's, tough. that's pretty devastating. It doesn't happen that right, often. Right. But you see teams come back. But in basketball, on a nightly basis, if there's eight games, six of them probably have hey, twenty point leads let, where the other team overcomes it. Let's talk about the hockey. If you're up four goals, yeah. right there is a pretty hard mountain to climb. Right. Yeah, you're not coming back. But two? Okay. Tyler, Four? That's Tyler, pretty as a basketball fan, is it just the three-point shot that makes that so different? Because, I mean, you, you see it in college basketball, but not as much. But in the NBA on a nightly basis, teams down by 20 in the first half doesn't, doesn't mean anything, does it? It's three-point shooting, and then it's transition offense, too. And mm-hmm. turning defense into offense. That's yeah. how you get those runs. Because you always see it's like a 10-0 run in like a minute and 15 seconds. Right. So then you cut 20 down to 10, and 10's manageable now because all you got to do is hang close and chip away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you're old enough to remember Oscar Robertson. Now, maybe maybe you are. I Actually, he played for the Bucks. I okay. remember him playing for the so, Bucks. All right. Bobby so old time, old time before the three-point shot, all of that. Do you remember those types of no. leads being able to No. You got a point you know, a lead back? like that. No, no you that's what you I thought. Right, back. right. Yeah, you weren't coming back. But it's funny. Though, Carmen mentioned an article this week, and I'm sure Tyler probably saw it on The Ringer, talking about analytics and basketball and things like that. And basically, they were talking about all analytics, I think. But basically, once you adjust to the way a game's going, right now, everybody's doing the same thing. They're shooting the threes. They're taking the corner threes. They're doing certain. But every team is now starting to do that. Remember, I was talking about how mm-hmm. the Bulls have finally caught yes. up. Well, now... The question is, what's going to be the next big thing that someone else does? And football. Football had it when, you know. Football's doing it now. Nobody's running. And now you're starting to see more runs. And it'll be interesting to see if it gets. Don't get too crazy just because you had 43 in a one game the other day. Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's not not immediately. But, I mean, in football, you had Air Coriel and Bill Walsh (laughs) who all of a sudden realized that, hey, a short pass is just as good as running the ball. And so all of a sudden, everybody started everybody playing the West Coast offense. Sure, sure. Okay, you see that. But, t- Tyler, I don't know if you saw the article or not, but it was on the ringer, and Carmen talked about it. And um, it- It's a situation where everybody, every league is a copycat league. And right. once one team starts doing something that works, Fad everybody driven. follows them. And by the time everyone follows them, now someone is, else is on to the next big thing. Right. Yeah, I didn't read the article. I saw it. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. But, no, that, that's the it's the great race of finding what's next. Yeah. In football, basketball, baseball, it's like all these different trends. It's all about finding what's next. And for basketball, I mean, you're almost seeing... I think a, saying take a step back is the wrong word, but look at some of the guys that excelled in last year's NBA Finals. It was a lot of mid mid range and Shooters, interior yeah, play. Yeah. Like you look at Chris Paul; he's a fantastic mid range shooter. You look at Giannis; he's fantastic in the post. So it's all Not about fun- is more of a mid range, right? Yeah, he he can mid-range. step out and, and shoot the three too. Not as much um, this year. 
But, but yeah, but I, it's just going to be finding that next thing. Yeah. And I don't know what it is going to be with basketball. Obviously, I mean, it, at a certain degree, especially in, in the case of basketball, like three is worth more than two. It always will be worth more than two. Right. So it's always going to help you to have a guy like Steph Curry on your team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even in hockey, and hockey doesn't usually do this, but the neutral zone trap was a thing in yeah, hockey was. for years. Yeah. And it, it doesn't really seem to be much anymore, but that was a fad, too. When they took out the two-line pass. Yeah, the yep. two-line, when, you know, and so many guys watching a hockey game, two-line pass. Oh, crap. Really? Another whistle? Jeez. And and now it's funny, what we're seeing over the last couple of years in hockey is you're seeing a lot of the, um, you know, a goal pulled, called back because of, uh, an offside, mm-hmm. and it, we never, you know, you didn't. There's no that. video review. No. Last you couple trust of years, the zebra. video. Yeah, when I remember a couple with Hosa and things like that, and uh, you'd get a couple of those, and you don't see those as you didn't see those as much in the past. That's and, and baseball. That's and baseball's the last sport to change, which is probably why I like it so much. It's still they haven't moved the mound. Thank. I hope they don't. They haven't moved the bases. Which they've discussed. They, you know, the pitch clock. That's nothing new. They talked Make about the bases that. three foot by three foot. Yeah, they talked about the, they talked <laughs> about moving uh, about the pitch clock thirty years ago. Yeah, they had a clock on the top of the old scoreboard at Comiskey that they were supposed to be using as a pitch clock. Comiskey hasn't been here since ninety one, so yeah. they've had all that before. But. The game of baseball is still pretty much the same game. You pitch, you hit. But there are some things that do have to well, change. Well, yeah. But there, there, well, there are things, too, where strikeouts don't matter as much anymore. If mm-hmm. you're a batter and you strike out, it doesn't matter as long as you get on base. Right. Uh, a la uh, Yasmani Grandal. Right. Batting averages right. don't matter. But it's I'm saying there percentage. are some things that have to change to move the game along. We'll see how much. I, and hopefully see, it's not too much. See, and I'm I'm still the old stick see, of the butt old I, man. I'm, I'm good with the pitch clock, but I'm not good yeah. with the uh starting somebody on second base in Oh no, in no. The well they're gonna inning. they're gonna get rid of that. That's not right. good. that won't but be see, there. Th- that's why I'm base. saying there's yeah. differences in what should be allowed and it's all based on our opinion. Yeah. But you want you want the robo ump. Yeah, I do. I do because and that's the umpires, a, that's moving the game forward. Yeah, but it's not technically changing the way the game's played. No, All, it's, it's changing the way the game's officiated, but well, not the way the game's the, played. It is changing it a little bit because you kind of eliminate the essence of pitch framing. Yep. Thank God. Does that mean we can get rid of Yasmani Grandal? I know right now there's like he's ha- a pitch framer. Half of the White Sox broadcast team is saying, "What are you? What are you talking about? Yeah, he sucks." And and uh, my good our good friend Josh Nelson from the Sox Machine. He's a big fan of Yasmani Gradal, and I I know they watch every single game. I, I, I still I want another I want us to find another catcher and put Yasmani in the DH. He can bat from either side of the plate. We're good. That's fine. Keep the glove off his right, want, his left hand. Yeah, he he basically is like Michael Jackson. He's got a glove on one hand for no apparent reason because he sure doesn't <laughs> stop the ball. But it doesn't. It's not glittery. No. It, well, he may as well put glitter on it. It doesn't get in the dirt at all. 312-332-3776. Um, speaking of baseball, I've talked about this guy a lot. His name came up a little bit this week. Everyone's been talking. They talked about it uh, this week on uh, White Sox Weekly. Minnie Minoso going to the Hall of Fame. But another guy that played for the White Sox for a short period of time did not go to the Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about him when we come back. Fred and Xander here on ESPN 1000. Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. Also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app.
Hey, this is a good song going into the story you're going to talk about. I missed again. Which, for our, yeah. For, for our, uh, our oh, White yeah. Sox player. Yeah, That missed again. It is. Um, back in the 70s, Dick Allen came to the White Sox. And, from um, the Phillies. For, actually, from the Dodgers. He came in a trade from the Dodgers. Oh, and then yeah, he went he to the Phillies. The Phillies. He played for the Cardinals and all that kind of stuff. So he's been around. He played 15 seasons in the ba- in baseball. He had 292, 351 homers, 1119 RBIs, and a 912 on uh, on base or OPS. He was a 64 National League Rookie of the Year and the 72 American League MVP. The uh, Golden Age whatever board had a chance to put him in the Hall of Fame this week, and they missed. He missed by a vote. For the second time, he missed by a vote. The same committee shorted him by a vote in 19, or where, what year was it? Uh, I got it written down here. In 2014, okay? He never received more than 18.9%. That's, you need the 75% in the 15 years he was on the regular ballot. And this leads me to believe that Hall of Fame uh, voters are idiots. Because I never saw a guy hit the ball as hard as Dick Allen did. Well, not only that, but what in, in that little piece that you have in front of you, he was only behind Billy Williams and Hank Aaron in... Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in From 60 here, let, I'll let Brian Kenny talk about it a little bit, because okay. Brian Kenny's the X's and O's guy, the numbers guy in baseball. Brian Kenny on amazing um, stuff. MLB Network talked a little bit about Dick Allen. Dick Allen is one of the top 20 hitters in the history of baseball. That's not my opinion. It's a quantifiable measurement. Playing in one of the lowest run-scoring periods of the game, his adjusted numbers make him tied for 13th in OPS Plus in the live ball era. 19th all-time if you want to go back to the 1800s. OPS Plus is park-adjusted, league-adjusted, run-scoring environment-adjusted. It's not the be-all and end-all, but it's a decent measurement of hitting, and Allen is on par with Willie Mays and just above Hank Aaron. Now, Mays and Aaron have over 5,000 more plate appearances. I'm not saying Dick Allen was better, but at bat for at bat, Dick Allen is comparable to some of the best hitters ever. It's a good place to be. In his 11 seasons from 1964 to 1974, realize he is in the heart of the dead ball era. National League mostly facing the peak of the Sandy Koufax, Bob Gibson era of run prevention. And yet his slash line is sensational in any time period of baseball. 299 batting average, 386 on base, 554 slugging. A 554 slugging percentage in the late 60s. Now, he did in that time period miss a lot of time. In five of those 11 seasons, he played fewer than 130 games. So he was not durable, and that counts against him. But, come on, three times Allen was the league leader in OPS+. Plus. Six times he was top three. So for six different seasons, Dick Allen was just about the best hitter in the league. And when you add it all up over the same 11-year period, he's one of the greats. Between 1964 and 1974, admittedly, his peak, so it plays to his strength. But in that time period, the number one hitter in the game, that's number one in OPS+, plus, number six overall in war, and number one in offensive war. This, these are your offensive war leaders right now. We can't list all of them, but here are the best offensive players of that time period. Dick Allen, Hank Aaron, Frank Robinson, Carl Yastrzemski, Joe Morgan. All those stars, and Dick Allen is above them offensively, hitting and base running. You can get into storytelling. You can try to figure out if any of these guys, was he a good teammate, was he a bad teammate, but analytically, looking at the production, and that's all I'm looking at here, Dick Allen is a Hall of Fame level player, Dave Sims, 
easily. I don't get why he wouldn't go in. Yeah, and he doesn't go in again. And um, You know, he's got a point. Look, it should be all about the production. The numbers. Right, yeah. but obviously it's not. Yeah, Dick Allen was not the most easy guy to get along with. A bit but controversial. I never heard his teammates talk out about him. As a teammate, he was fine from what I understand, what I remember. Okay, he played for the White Sox in 72. He was the MVP. My dad did a show called The Dick Allen Show on Channel 44 where Dick Allen hosted a two-hour sports show on Channel 44. Was he a grumpy old man? He, he was fine until he didn't stop showing up. And then the show kind of, you well, know. Well, the, the Dick, Dick Allen, Allen show, show without Dick without Allen. Without Dick Allen, yeah. yeah. It wasn't as good. And uh, But on the field... He was a slick fielder, ran the bases as well as any bigger man. And um, when I say big, he was only about six feet, but he was a, he was just like a, he, he was, was like a, a tree rack. stump. Yeah, yeah. and um, he hit the crap out of the ball. Nobody hit the ball harder. And some of the if you go online, you'll find some of the better some of the older ballparks that are gone. He hit like the longest home run, second longest home runs, and some of the all time ballparks that were from the sixties and early seventies. Did he take one out uh, on the roof? In uh, old Comiskey, like Kittle did? I'm not sure if he hit one on the roof. I know he hit one to dead center field in the bleachers. Remember it? At, and that was a hell of a shot. Well, center field was 440. The old shower. It was four, right. Yeah. It was 440 to the base of the wall. Yep. Yes. The wall was about 30 feet high. Yes. He hit it. Harry Carey was broadcasting a game from the center field bleachers against the Yankees. And Dick Allen hit the home run that, almost, that Harry almost caught in his net. Why he brought the net out to the center field bleachers, I'm not sure, but he almost needed it. And Dick Allen, and I know I've talked to many people. There's a lot of longtime White Sox fans. You know, we talk about Frank, uh, Frank, yeah, we talk about Frank Thomas. Hit the hell out of the ball, hit it really hard. Nobody hit the ball harder than Dick Allen. He swung a 40 ounce bat, which is unheard of. Okay, and and we'll never get the exit velo numbers on him. No, no, but, but it'd be interesting. I have to though bring this up. Yeah. Recently, you and I had a conversation about you're up for the Hall of Fame once yeah. you don't make it. Bye bye. I agree. Now. I agree. Okay. So, so how do you how do you frame this? He prop when I got to remember when the first year he was eligible was. But if the people looked at the numbers, sure, sure, he should have been yeah, then. Yeah. But do you approve that he keeps getting thrown back into the mix? Well, I'm not a fan of it, but there, you know, it's like me fighting City Hall. You know, I, I don't I don't agree with it. But if you're going to put people in and you're not going to put him in, that's And, a, and that participation trophies will still yeah. be given out even though you don't like it. Exactly. <laughs> and I know there were a lot of White Sox fans. I didn't see Billy Pierce play. Billy Pierce was older. He pitched for the White Sox back in the 50s and, you know, early 60s, I think it was. And I did not see him pitch. Right. But I know my dad did. Other people did. And he said, Billy Pierce, you had Whitey Ford and then you had Billy Pierce. And those were the two guys. Look, there's always going to be somebody who misses. Yeah. By oh, this much. Yeah. But if that is why Dick Allen is missing. Yeah. Because of he, whatever controversial thing has been following him around for years. And at this point, is it really even a factor? I know, he, or is he, it just he, what you've heard he, of? I think it was a factor then. Right. This and is what now, I'm saying. Right. Now, now it's right. just, I heard he was. Yeah. And just to, just as he, he was, he was not the nicest guy. He, um, he played in Philadelphia. He was the guy that first started wearing helmets on the field because people in Philadelphia were throwing stuff at him. And well, when he what's, went out, a, what's a Philadelphia yeah. fan? Always a Philadelphia fan. When he went out to first base at Philadelphia, he took his spikes and he wrote something in the, in the, uh, in the dirt. It wasn't just clearing off the dirt. He wrote something in the dirt. Oh, really? Which the Philadelphia fans didn't take very kindly to. So he started wearing his helmet. And then he wore the helmet in the field 
for years yes, after he, that. He was known and always for that. did. Yep. So just so you missed those numbers, from sixty four to seventy four, that's eleven years, only a, well, even though it's a ten year span, it's eleven years. Twenty nine homers, eighty nine RBIs, he had two ninety nine, a nine forty OPS. Only Hank Aaron's nine forty one was better in the majors over that span. And he slugged 554 from 64 to 74, second only to Aaron's 561. Just all of that is yeah. is obvious. Yeah, and only only Billy, Billy Williams was 702, another Hall of Famer. And Aaron at 689 had more extra base hits than Dick Allen over that 11-year that's, period. That's, that's what I was getting yeah. at. Yeah, right, right. All the numbers add up to him being a Hall of Famer the first time around. Yeah, exactly. No, I understand. I agree. I agree, and it didn't go. And uh, so, you know, who knows what happens now? People say, well, maybe he'll get in again. Well, he's dead. Okay. It would have been nice if this happened while he it, was It would be nice if it would happen when Minnie was alive. Yep. He's not. Yep. And there's nothing worse than getting into the Hall of Fame after you pass away. Pete Rose is going to pass away. And not he still recently. might. I mean, not recently. Right. But, I mean, I mean, not, you know, I don't Soon, think he'll well, pass. Well, we don't know, but, Good, right. is there, he's, but isn't he 80? He'll go into the Hall of Fame right afterwards. I think he, watch, Pete's in his 80s. Watch what happens. There'll be some kind of thing where they want to put him in the Hall of Fame sure. afterwards. And that's just crap. It is. Yeah, it's just it's just so bad. 312-332-3776. Let me grab one call because you've been hanging on. Northside Billy, what's going on? What up, Billy? Hey, guys. How's it going? Love the show. Okay, Thanks. Billy. Let's switch gears on you a little bit. How about the DePaul Blue Demons? We've got to start giving them some love. They played outstanding last night. You know, and, I, uh, I had it here, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to get to it because not enough people are talking about it yet, but they beat Louisville. Loyola, Loyola won their game against Vanderbilt. There's two good teams playing uh, college basketball in town again. I, I totally agree with you. I just thought I'd call and, you know, let's talk about some of these guys. Plus, Chicago's got... Two local guys, Javon Freeman, Liberty, and Brandon Johnson. So, uh, you know, let's let's talk this team up. Let's go Blue Demons. Yeah, I mean, it'll be nice, and I appreciate the call, Billy. Thanks for bringing it up. Yep. Yeah, David Jones with 23 of his career high, 33 in the second half. DePaul um, fought past Louisville, 62-55. Um, and Loyola got uh, Braden Norris scored 18 all on three-pointers. Loyola 17 threes, 69-58 win over Vanderbilt. So Loyola eight and two with a pair of Power Five wins. DePaul is eight and one pair of Power Five wins. Yeah, there's a lot of good basketball being played at the collegiate level in this city right now. Yep, and it's good to see. Also, uh, another note with uh, with DePaul, one of their other Power Five win is against Rutgers, and they just took down yep. Purdue. And if you missed that, that was an incredible game. And then. It was Ron Harper's son. Ron Harper Jr. Right. was the one that hit the, the half-court shot to, to win that game against the number one team in the country. Yeah, right after Purdue, after never getting the number one or not getting the number one for a long, long time, they got there for like four days. The best stat about Purdue being number one, um, I, I didn't find this. I saw it on Twitter, so I have to give credit where credit's due. This isn't coming from me, but Purdue's most famous alum, Neil Armstrong, was in space for over eight days, just over eight days. <laughs> Purdue's going to be number one for less than seven days. Yeah, uh, that's Neil Armstrong good. was in space longer than Purdue. You think that one was a little more achievable one. than the other? But, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. What, 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 what's with sending people like people out in outer space? Well, now? They're not actually going to space, though. Uh, but, but what's the point? Go, yeah, let I mean, them have their fun. To, to come back and who's, say, guess where I yeah, was? Who's spending? Who's providing the money for all this stuff? 
Well, Bezos. It's, it's a Bezos. Who is? Yeah, Bezos. Bezos. Oh, Jeff Bezos. Okay. From uh, Amazon. Well, that, that it was uh, Shatner. Hey, Shatner, Shatner Star Trek and guy. Strahan and yeah, okay. I, the Strahan thing, I have no idea. But that the Shatner thing, yeah. not, a, not a Trekkie by any means, but him going into space, it's ultimately ironic, all that. The Strahan thing is like, why? Yeah, they did it Thursday, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He's still around, I guess, so that's a good thing for him. <laughs> so uh, we come back. We'll take a look at how our polls turned out and um, what else we got here. I don't know. We'll talk a little bit more about the Bears and Packers because they're playing tomorrow. And I know that um, NBC would probably appreciate it if they didn't. Uh, I, just, I have so much dread. Yeah. So, the only way I will be smiling during that game, well, a win, but let's not get excited, is if... Aaron's ground into that turf at Lambeau. I was going to say, good. most Bears fans, that's the only thing that would make them happy. Is if, Real good. If Let's someone, start there. Yeah, if Akeem Hicks, that would maybe actually, Akeem Hicks it might get a contract if he actually takes out Aaron Rodgers. 312-332-3776, Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Now, back to more Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. We'll get our poll results in a second. I had an interesting week this week because early in the week, it might have been Monday or Tuesday, I'm not sure which, but I, I got up in the morning and did what most people do first thing in the morning. And lit um, Twitter on fire. Yeah, well, at least some of people. And then people started yelling at me and calling, you know, post. They had to go grab the uh, Clint Eastwood pictures and, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the grandma with a cigarette in her mouth, hosing down the kids, getting them off their lawn and stuff like that. <laughs> but I, I posted a thing and just said things I couldn't care less about. Tiger playing golf with his son, Tom Brady documentary, the Army-Navy game, LeBron, and anything Aaron Rodgers says. And I said also what anyone says about my opinions. Um, give me White Sox, Cubs, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, and soccer. Have a nice day. Okay? And I got a lot of people say, well, why would you say Cubs? You're not a Cub fan. Listen, I work in Chicago sports radio. So Chicago is what we have to pay attention yeah, to. Yeah, I don't need to pay attention to Tom Brady documentary or LeBron or Tiger no, Woods. For me, a Tom Brady I'm documentary. I'm working with Sylvie would the last be... week of the year, and I'm going to have to pay attention to stuff that I don't want to pay attention right. to. Now, a, a Tom Brady doc, that would be mildly interesting. But, uh, you know what, I guess it's the level of care. Like a Tiger Woods. Where's uh, a Frank Schwindel doc? Uh, they haven't put that out yet? Not yet. Patrick Wisdom? Not yet. No? No. So I give mean, it a give it a little time, okay. will you? Okay. Um, in uh, what a, the Army Navy game, I cared when I was a kid. Did you? Because my dad did. Yeah. But you know, but yeah, that's that's long gone. LeBron, I never cared about LeBron. Right. You know. And uh, so uh, it was funny because I had a lot of people say they agreed with me on everything but the Army Navy game. People agreed with everything except the Tiger Woods, and then you had the other people that care about that want to know everything that happens in sports all the time. I have a friend of mine; he would ask me a sports question that was not. And people think that because oh we work God. on sports radio, that's that's yeah. what we do. Yeah. No, we pick and choose. Otherwise, we go nuts. All right, there's no way you can't there's you no can't way. watch it all. It's right. impossible, especially when we're doing it. You know, we're watching. Uh, you and I are doing shows on the weekends. It's like uh, there's five days of sports. Am I supposed to watch sports every single day for all five days? Every game, the Blackhawks, Bulls, Sox, Cubs, Bears play, and then bring and condense it all <laughs> right. down to two hours. I mean, you know, people. They ask. I, I used to watch NASCAR, and then I realized their biggest races were against the NFL. I said, "Sorry, not watching yeah. that anymore." Yeah. I like soccer. I still watch soccer, but their season goes for. They go forever. Next year at this time, is the World Cup still going to be going on? 
The World Cup will just start in the middle of November, goes to the middle of December next year. So I'll be all geeked up for the World Cup because that's what people do every four years. But see, a, a tweet Cup. from a Fred Hubner like this yeah. is totally... I, I, I'm just waiting for it. Yes, yeah. it's expected. I'm waiting for it. I was going to jump in, but I decided to sit back and yeah. watch the fireworks. The funny thing is that the, some people might have thought that I turned the radio on and heard something, but I didn't. I did. I woke up from a sound sleep. That's, that's the way you think. And, and the first <laughs> thing I thought about was things I don't care about. People say, well, if you talked about it, you must care about it. I said, no, people are trying to shove it down my throat or listening every time I go somewhere. And you just don't want to be misunderstood. So you tell people no. exactly what you don't was, care That about. was a song that made a big hit in the 70s, a disco. Please don't let me be misunderstood. Well, it was the remake of The Animals in the 60s. Yeah, it was good. Let's hit our poll questions before we're done done out of time. Okay, uh, the uh, Xander Rock poll, because Mike Nesmith of The Monkees died. That was I'm going to surprise show. on this one. When you were like 10 years old, you watched it. I watched it in reruns. You watched it as it was like yeah. a current Show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so let me say this. I'm going to save my response. Okay. All until right. I hear so, what they right. voted. So the the idea here is to figure out which of the monkeys are his uh, favorite. Which monkey? Davy Jones, Michael Nesmith. I know you weren't a 13-year-old little girl uh-huh. at that point, but Davy Jones, Michael Nesmith, Mickey Dolenz, or Peter Tork. Which was the favorite monkey of one Fred Hubner? How did it, how'd the vote come out? Mickey Dolenz at 39%, followed by Peter Tork at 25, Davy Jones 22, and Michael Nesmith at 14. And so Davy Jones is third. Yeah. For, I, Peter Tork is mine. I wrote it down so you didn't think I was lying. Peter Tork was mine because he, he was a quirky one. He was funny. He was a super quirky. Yeah, he was did always the funny one. Did you know him and Mike Nesmith in real life did not like each other at all? I did not at know that. any point, ever. No, I did they not barely know talked. It. And um, Offset. Really quickly, see if I can bring it up on my computer. Uh, well, I probably can't. Yeah, Amy Dolan's is very cute. She's in a bunch of movies and stuff like that. And really quickly, what was the... Um, what was the other one? Uh, how many college football bowl games do you plan on watching? More than six leads the way at 32%, wow. and then just the playoff at 26%. Okay. Well, we're done out of time. So we'll talk right. to you guys again next week. Yeah, we'll do yeah, that. We'll be here. Uh, thanks to Tyler for all of his help. Thanks to you for listening on ESPN 1000.